Sarah and George Joy Property Podcast. Our little talk is called Replace Your Income Through Passive Property Investing mm-hmm. because we don't like really hard work property investing. No, we want it no. easy. Easy <laughs> property investing, <laughs> passive, which means it's not a job. It means lots of free time. Yeah, exactly, which is great fun. You know, investing, investing in property, you know, most people think it's just for your retirement. So when you're 60, 65, 67, it's going up. Yeah, 68. Who knows? It'll be 100 by the time you get there. <laughs> the government will just keep edging it on a bit further, yeah. save themselves a bit more money so they don't have to pay out the pension. Mm. Um, so, you know, our, our our story in terms of the way we started out. So we started out is with bad debt. So I had, I think it was 400 or £450 a month um, on my credit card and I just could not pay it off. Mm. And I just went from month to month and I just paid off the minimum and that would never really, you know, bring it down so that's how we started off so not Mm -hmm. a great start and I'm sure many people have been in that situation um and you know if you look through the Sunday Times rich list as I like to do (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave that to you (laughs) (laughs) um you know and you look for common patterns one common one common theme you'll see pretty much on all of them Mm. is they all have real estate yeah. You know, so whilst they might have a technology business or whatever, mm-hmm. pretty much all of them have a substantial part. Yeah, of Yeah, they, they park their money in definitely, property, don't they? Mm. Um, you know, so it's it's something that all the rich do. Um, and you know, so we we started doing that. Eventually, mm-hmm. we 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 bought bought our you know our first investment properties. Um, and you know, we had I had really at the time, you know, I had a really stressful job, uh, and I've had really stressful jobs for many years. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, working you know really long hours. So you know, kind of getting up at five, coming home about eight or nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. um, commuting into London, commuting back out of London. Not many people are doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, I was even um, working on Sundays. You know, so I would typically be you know going to an airport to fly to another country. Yeah. Um, so really, I only had one day a week. And that one day a week was for my social life and me and Sarah and <laughs> property investing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we didn't have much time to invest in property at all at the time. Mm. You know, we just had this one day a week. So we had to be committed. Yes. Um, and, you know, we bought we bought property and um, we made tons of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and the thing is, you don't know the mistakes. You don't know what you don't know, as they say. Yeah. You know? Well, we, we hadn't done any training when we started, no, did we? So no, we, 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 we learned on the go. And, yeah. you know, it was expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you, you know, when you don't know the shortcuts and you don't know what you should be doing, you don't know how to find the best properties and the right, the best prices and so on. Yeah. Um, you don't know what's normal, what's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no idea what's, what's unusual and, you know, whether you should be doing something or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you lack confidence. We, we accumulated a, a certain number of property, not loads at the time. We have more now. But um, we kind of got to a point when I was about 39 where we had enough income from our property that we could actually retire. Mm. Not not glamorously, but we, we could retire mm. at that point. And at that point, I was 39. So that was amazing. And since then, we, we've carried on um, accumulating property. And we're up to about two million pounds now, and we're not yep. stopping anytime soon. You know what's happening with your savings? Mm-hmm. So I think you all know that interest rates are pretty much the lowest they've ever ever been. been certainly in our um, memory. At naught point, you know, naught point one percent. It's like how much money, how much interest you're going to get on on money now? You know, naught point one percent. And inflation is at naught point two percent. So that basically means that you are losing money every single day with mm-hmm. the cash in your bank. Um, and you know, when is it going to go up? You know, the Interest rates have been low for 
a long time now, mm. a very long time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all and those... inflation has been higher than that. It's come down has been to higher. that yeah. level. So inflation is reduced due to mm. what's going on in the economy. But still, you know, mm. if you've got money in the bank, you're losing not money. Not doing much. So, you know, for those people that have got stockpiles of savings, it's not going up. Um, but, you know, where's the shining light? The shining light is in property. Mm. <laughs> um, you can do many other things, but property is what we love. Uh, you know, and, you know, if you, if you look at the, the property cycle, so in general, on mm -hmm. average, across the whole of the UK, so this is a real broad brush strokes, um, the property prices will double every seven to nine years. Yeah. So every seven to nine years. Mm -hmm. so, sometimes they do a lot more. And other places don't yeah. do very much at all. Yeah. But you've got to pick. So it's on average. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the great thing about property versus other things is you can leverage. Um, and this means that you can make a lot more with the same money. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, for, and leverage basically means getting some kind of loan, so a mortgage. Yeah. So, for example, you know, you don't go to the bank and say, I want a loan to buy some stocks and shares. You, you know, you go to the bank and you say, oh, I'd like a mortgage to buy, buy an investment yeah. property. So, give, to give you an example, let's, so let's say if you had £25,000 in the bank, okay. Which is not unusual. Not unusual. No. Um, and you could use that and buy a £100,000 house, which you're mm -hmm. going to rent out. So you could get 75% mortgage. Um, now, in nine years' time, that house will be worth 200000 mm. Yeah, because it would have doubled from 100 to 200. But you only put 25000 in. Yeah. So you've just made 100000 profit. So if you sold that house at that point, you've made £100,000 profit and you get your 25000 back. So that that's incredible. There aren't many, um, you know, there aren't many ways that you could you could make that much money. So and you know, and the whole time that you're doing that, you're also receiving rent mm. on, on it. So it's not just so when people see house price charts, they just look at the price of the house. The house. Yeah. They don't think about the fact that you know you're also getting rent too. Mm -hmm. So let's say on that house, you're making let's say at least two hundred pounds a month after all deductions. So two hundred pounds yeah. a month pure profit every month. And then that rent is also going up, maybe not every year, mm -hmm. maybe every couple of years, that rent yeah. is getting increasing. That tends to track inflation or kind of yeah. wages, doesn't it, as well? Ex so. Exactly. So you're going to make £100,000 in nine years, plus the rent that you're receiving every year, and it's going up. So yeah. it becomes like a, you know, a snowball effect. Mm. That once you get one house, and then those houses go up, and then you remortgage those, and you get more houses, and the rents are going up, and you just keep it just keeps on going. Mm. So once once you get started, it builds quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And certainly, you know, the first four houses we bought for nothing. We got them for free. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> tell you about that another time. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, there there it's it's an it's an amazing thing once you get going. Um, but you know, some of the questions you might be might be asking are, you know, what if the housing market crashes? Mm. Now that is, you know, that's something that people always ask. Yeah. Uh, you know, where am I? You know. Am I already at the peak of the market? Is it, you know, is it about to crash next? When's the best time to buy? So you hear this all the time. Um, I was going to show you show you a chart, but I can't show it to you because <laughs> <laughs> we had a slight technical problem. Yes. Um, but basically, I'm going to I'm going to illustrate it with my hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit arm. more exciting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you look if you look at house prices the last twenty years, the graph looks like this. Yeah. And then there's this bit in two thousand eight, and I'm not joking. It just goes like that. Yeah. And if you weren't looking properly, you'd miss that there was even a house market crash there. Yeah, and everyone's like, ah, at the so, time. So everyone's screaming at the time. But when you mm. look at it on the chart, honestly, it just looks like this. A, a blip. Tiny blip. And you can check that for yourself on Land Registry. If you look back the last 20 years, it is such a tiny blip. Um, 
so you know it recovers it recovers and provided that you're not in it just to flip constantly because mm. that's that's when you have risk if you if you if you if you're flipping properties which is where you buy them do them up and then try and sell them straight away yeah then if you are going into a falling market then obviously then you've got problems yeah um but if you're holding for the long term, so if you're always holding for at least 10 years, mm-hmm. then um, it's not a problem. You know, and most of the properties we buy... We don't ever plan on selling. Exactly. We aim yeah. to keep them for life. We're just yeah. kind of a buy and hold. Occasionally, mm-hmm. we do strategies where we will be selling them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but in the gen- in general, we hold for life. Um, do we follow the 18-year cycle? And then he says yes. We, yeah, um, we, we, we know what it does. We do. Um, so, you know, there should be a, a bigger correction um you know every 18 years but you know a lot of this also does depend on um government intervention Hmm. so you know uh, as i'm sure you're aware right now the government is intervening in the economy doing things that it wouldn't normally do yeah and that then things have become very unpredictable yeah that disrupts um you know what's what should perhaps naturally happen Hmm. um doesn't naturally happen so um you know are, are we due for a crash at some point absolutely definitely but many, many more before it we will, die. You know, we expect a few before, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe live a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we expect them. Um, but because we hold for the long term, it makes no difference. Yeah. And because we buy for cash flow, um, um, again, you know, it, it makes no difference because we, we buy it. We know how much money we're going to make per month from it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's in the bank. And then, yeah. as, as I said, that would just keep going up. Yeah, you know, the, the only time is. you need to know how much your property is worth is when you're refinancing it. Yeah, then yeah. you need to know. But the yeah. rest of the time, it's like, oh. yeah, then you get your time. You know, you get your timing right. You're going to refinance. But mm. if you if you go with this buy and hold strategy, um, then you know it's just not. It's problem. irrelevant. It's irrelevant. What yeah, it does. You're just still getting the same amount of money in per year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Pretty much. About what if what if it crashes? What oh. if you don't have the time? Oh, what yes. if you don't have the time? Well, as a, you know, as a, as I said in our in our story, in the, I, I I was basically working six days a week mm. when we were buying property. Um, yeah. I had one day off a week, and I was t- so exhausted. And that was my one day t- for social life for Sarah for viewing a property. Yeah. So we and we, we made it work. We it made it work. You know, we bought four in one go, um, just like that. Um, within a couple of months. Mm. So, you know, um, when people say they don't have time, you, you just have to make the time with what time mm. you've got available. So yeah. if we can do that. And also we did it when right move didn't exist. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's so easy now, you know, how, mm. how much you can do how so much, you can much do online. Just from the computer. Yeah. So you've saved half the legwork that, that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you don't have the money? Well, there are ways to raise private finance, which is using you know, other people's money to mm-hmm. help to fund properties. So um, there are. That's there not are, an excuse either. That's not, yeah. There's still ways around it. There's still <laughs> yeah. ways around it. Um, <laughs> and it's something that we've done. You know, mm. we've, we've, we've raised private finance before to buy properties. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's doable. So today, what we're going to cover is, you know, how to buy your first property. So yep. a lot of people are new to property and want to get their first one. Uh, I'm going to share with you an, an example as well. So um, I've picked an example from our portfolio mm-hmm. and I've picked quite a low cost one. So we've and got a very recent one as well. Yeah, so we've yeah. got a variety, variety of different um, values. Um, so I thought I'd pick a, a low-cost one so that you can just think, you know, okay, I might have that amount of money or mm-hmm. I might be able to collate it together yeah. with a couple of people. So we bought a house for just under £40,000, mm-hmm. um, £40, so quite a cheap house for the people in the south of game. Can you really buy a house for that much money, for that little money? Not, <laughs> not, not down here. <laughs> and for other people up north, they go, wow, that sounds expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we paid paid 40000 and did a £9,000 refurb on it. Yeah. Um, then, um, you know, with with a mortgage, so once mortgaged, 
um, the total money left in. So this includes all purchasing costs, mm. mortgage fees, everything. So all money, all money in. Once once it's mortgaged and you've taken taken out as much as you can, there's only fourteen thousand pounds left in. Yeah. So you've got this. You've got this property purchased for forty thousand. It's worth fifty five thousand now, mm-hmm. and there's only fourteen thousand pound left in it. Yeah. Okay. So fourteen thousand pound to get a fifty five thousand pound property. Mm-hmm. So as a net cash flow of two hundred and thirty eight pounds a month. Mm-hmm. Now, that's going to help some people a little bit. It's not going to change yeah. the world, but it's it's a start for people that can't can't buy a more mm-hmm. expensive property. Um, so to, you know, imagine that you imagine that every month you've now got an extra two hundred and thirty eight pounds a month. You know, and if you had a few more of those, then it can quickly turn into a thousand a month. Yeah, um, you don't need loads don't, of them. You don't need that many, and maybe a yeah. thousand enough a month is all you need just to replace yourself if you're in a part time mm. job and you've got a husband or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so remember, we're talking about the Bank of England interest rate and the return on cash. So, um, you know, the interest rate point not point one percent is what you're getting on your money. So the return on cash on this property is 20%. Mm. And that's on the 14,000 that's been left in. Yes, so 20% return on cash on the 14,000 left in. Yeah. So, and that, that's after all costs. There's no costs mm-hmm. left. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's incredible. So you think of the return on cash is, is basically sim- similar to the interest rate, you know, that mm. if you put your money in a savings account, mm. you'll get 0.1%. If you'd put your 14,000 into this property that we bought, you'd get 20% return. Yeah, it's exponentially So, bigger. and, mm. you know, not only that, it's going up in value as well. That's mm. just the 20% on, on the rent. Yes, it's, it's not taking into account any capital gain. No, that and, one. That's and it's just... the rent minus expenses. So it's, mm. it's the net cash flow. Mm-hmm. So 20% on that, and it's going up in value. Mm. So it's actually more than 20%. Yeah. So it just shows you the, the amazing difference that, you know, when, when, you, when you do property investing, rather than putting your money in high interest savings accounts mm. um, or other forms of investment, Okay, so we're going to talk about how to get your first one. Yes. I mean, I appreciate some people will have some buy-to-let property, but we thought yep. we'd pitch yep. this at people who are interested in property and a bit scared about doing the first thing. Mm. Um, now, I worked for a listing and estate agent for about three years, and obviously we've been landlords for about 16 now, so we're, mm. we're quite experienced. And from the other side of the table as well, which is really interesting, it's part of the reason I actually became an estate agent is to find out... <laughs> how they thought (laughs) and what their drivers were. So I've got a really good idea of the way they think now. Now, just as a very basic description, buy to let, BTL, it's sometimes written as, um, is kind of the most, we call it vanilla because it's like vanilla ice cream. It's it's the most basic way you can do property investing. Now, the um, normally with a buy-to-let property, you'd be letting to what they call professional tenants. So those are people who are generally earning a living and can prove Mm -hmm. their wages. Um, One sort of slight subsection of people in that are people who have money, but they can't prove their wages and they might be paying up front. But so these are people who basically have their own cash is is kind of the most standard property investment, uh, Mm -hmm. which people will go into. So how do you start? Okay, so you need to pick where. Now we always recommend buying somewhere you can get to, so um, ideally, kind of about 40 minutes maximum, kind of an hour to your house, because that way you can actually get there and do viewings. And if you're going to have to go down and meet a valuer, it's not too much of a pain. If you've got to go down and meet the letting agents, I mean, just, you know, you might need to do a number of viewings before you pick something, just so it's not a complete pain in the bum, basically, get to. You can do more remote 
property investing, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's certainly something that we've, we've done. We've done it, yeah. Um, but it's that's slightly more sophisticated. You know, you've got to rely on people a bit more. So if you're just literally doing it yourself on the most basic way, what you want to do is kind of draw a go onto Google Earth or whatever, and then just literally draw a circle around where you can get to in 40 minutes. And there's bound to be somewhere in that that is interesting to property invest, basically. Um, So once you've decided on your area or whilst you're doing your research for your area, you want to be meeting with the local uh, agents. So you want to meet the letting agents and you want to meet the estate agents in that area. And assuming you're picking kind of a town that's not like a tiny mini village, there should be at least sort of three or four hopefully Mm -hmm. that you you want to be able to speak to um and meet them have a chat with them uh pick their brains people they'll have different um different opinions again estate agents will tell you one thing letting agents will tell you a different thing because they've got a slightly different emphasis on what they're trying to get you to do Uh, but as long as you know that then uh, you can obviously have a conversation with these people and you know you can find people that will want to help you Mm. and those should be the people you're looking to work with so uh, speak to them get to know them um and then Step three, find yourself a property. Yeah, easy. Just like <laughs> Easy. <that. laughs> um, so again, looking on Rightmove and Zoopla, Facebook Marketplace is another place to look. It depends on where you're looking. If it's kind of a village, people don't tend to list anything on Facebook Marketplace. But in larger towns, that seems to be somewhere that people will actually put. I mean, I've even seen properties on eBay, frankly, but I don't know how well that mm, works. Yeah. <laughs> We've never bought one off of eBay. Maybe, no. maybe it works. Um, so... Working with agents, looking online, setting up alerts, you know, that's an easy thing to do on those things just to get notifications in the area that you're looking for within a certain price bracket. Um, so you can, you know, see things pretty much straight away as soon as they're coming on. Um, one interesting app we found a couple of years actually ago is called uh, Property Log. If you just, um, it only works on Google Chrome and it, this works on Rightmove. Basically, you download the, lap, uh, the app onto your computer and what it does is it sneakily remembers how much things went on for so normally if you look on right move it'll just tell you you know say fifty-five thousand pounds listed on this particular price and that's what most people see but if you put this little magic app on it will tell you when it came onto the market when it's been reduced what date i mean sometimes things go up and down it's really bizarre they'll put the price up they'll put the price down put that um estate agents can be slightly clever and take them off completely and put them back on that scuppers it yeah but if an agent just tweaks a listing, which, you know, that they do, vendors will change their price, you can see that. So what you can use that to see who's getting a bit desperate, who's mm. been on for the longest, um, that's a really useful app we found. Um, yeah. And that's free. So yeah. have a look at that one if you haven't already. Um, so what you want to do is uh, analyse the sale price. You want to be estimating the price of the works because generally you're not going to be buying something that's completely pristine. You can. Obviously, if the numbers work, but um, usually there's some kind of refurb or decorating or fixing involved. Yeah, and even even one even the ones that look good in the photos, mm. quite often you find little things like yeah. taps don't work and yeah, and things like exactly. That. Um, so you know, some kind of refurb. I mean, it might be somewhere from a shell, but I wouldn't recommend that for your first one, frankly, yeah. unless you're a builder. Um, then you're going to factor in the buying costs as well, so like stamp duty and solicitors' fees and all those kind of things. You want to be factoring in a mortgage cost um, because, you know, you'll get money back from mortgage, but there are always fees involved. There's brokers fees and there's valuation fees and product fees. You need to put all of that into a spreadsheet as well. And then you need to know how much it's going to rent for, which, of course, is, you know, 
that's the main thing. It's what's your bottom line? What are you going to get? And again, that is a good one to talk about with a local letting agent because that they'll be able to give you that idea. You can Definitely. get kind of a... I think Zoopla will give you a good idea, won't it? Mm. If, you, um, if you look in a particular area, it'll give you kind of a guesstimate of what kind of thing you get. And again, if you're in a city where there's like 500 houses all exactly the same, it'll probably give you a pretty good estimate. But if you're somewhere smaller or if you've got a slightly weirder property, then really you want to be speaking to letting agents to work out how much things will go mm. for. And then from all of that... You work out your return on cash, ROC. Mm -hmm. uh, some people call it ROI, return on investment. Mm -hmm. We like rock, yeah, return on cash, we like cash. Uh, so <laughs> it's cash. how much cash you get back from how much cash you put in. Mm. Um, and that can all be done in a spreadsheet once you know what you're doing. But that's mm. the, the kind of figures you need to be looking at because you don't want to just be buying a property because you think, oh, that looks like a pretty property. Mm. Uh, you need to know the numbers. This is actually a very numerical game yeah. particularly once you get going and you you know you've got a few properties under your belt initially you can be quite emotional so like, i really like that property that's a nice yeah. road and everything after a while you get a lot more kind of database and spreadsheet and mathematically yes or because that's how the professionals do it and you'll find that you actually do end up switching to that so if you can try and get yourself in that mindset initially mm. that will help you out yeah um so at that point, you need to be viewing some properties. Mm. Um, never buy a house you've not seen. Yeah. Never, never. Even if it looks awesome, there'll be something wrong with it. See it. Um, so yeah, you're, you're even even if somebody else has seen yeah, it for you. Even if someone's seen it for you, it. still go and see it. It's yeah. it's really bad idea to try and buy something because you never mm. know. God knows what's happened with the property if if you don't see it physically in person. Yeah. Um, you're going to be offering on a property. You might be offering on a number of properties. Um, mm. That's a different strategy. And then from kind of an acceptance of offer through to kind of completion where you're buying it. So there's exchange first where you switch contracts and you're committed. Then you're completing on the property, which is where you get the keys and the money changes hands officially. Um, it's about three months. Can be quicker. We've done one in kind of five or six weeks, haven't we? Can be done quite short. And one took 11 months. One took 11 months. So <laughs> it really depends. At the moment, obviously, with solicitors not always necessarily being that awesomely quick and people being furloughed and backlogs and so on, mm. uh, it can take longer. But that's kind of like a... Three months is a reasonable guesstimate, yeah. assuming you've got a solicitor that's not useless. Um, and then you rent it out. Yeah. And then you get some money, which is the whole point of this, really. It's not... It isn't like to say, oh, I've got a net worth of X million and have this huge, enormous pile of properties. You can kind of look really impressive to everybody. It's cash, money mm. that you get back to yourself, because that is what will enable you to live, basically. And yeah. uh, in the meantime, hopefully your house is appreciating mm. over the long run, not necessarily within two weeks, but yeah. um, over the long run, assuming you're holding it, it will gradually go up too. So, um, yeah, and, and you know, and having having the properties managed by an agent then means, mm. you know, you haven't really got any work to do. You yeah. Know, you get an occasional email mm -hmm. um, if something needs fixing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Depends on your strategy. Yes, yes. Yes. We'll talk about that as well. There are, there are other options. So, <laughs> so let's talk about another option. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, buy, buy to let. That's something that everyone can understand, mm -hmm. um, and it's usually the place where most people begin. Um, you know, other options are um, you know a slight flavour of buy to let is renting out to local the local housing authority. Mm -hmm. So renting out to tenants that perhaps um, they might be on benefits, they might be vulnerable, they might have just lost their job. Um, and um, you know, it, you know, so it can be it can be a way that you can help them out mm. to do something good. Yeah. Um, but also, um, 
it, in some cases, it can be more profitable. Not yeah. always, sometimes. Yeah, you've got to do the so math. So you have to do the maths, um, you know, because sometimes, because it's calculated on a, on a per room basis, mm. sometimes you get more money renting it out per room to the local authority than you would as a buy-to-let. Yep. It doesn't always work out like that, yeah. but it does sometimes. Um, sometimes also you can get rent guarantees. Mm. So um, it basically means then you, you don't have any voids. It's never, yeah. Your property is almost never vacant. Yeah. So there are, there are you know, other, other benefits. Sometimes you get payments up front. Mm. So it's an alternative flavour of buy-to-let, yeah. um, renting out to the local housing authority. Um, and, you know, with honey, high unemployment um, coming up, <laughs> you know, it's anticipated to double. Expect a lot more tenants to mm. be in that bucket. Um, than they yeah. were before um, yeah because it's going to double <laughs> yeah exactly so it's, it's something that definitely is an interesting thing to look into mm. yeah so we built our portfolio to try and make it as passive as possible because it wasn't something that we want to be doing day to day we like building it but we're not quite so keen on running it in the kind of day-to-day toilet cleaning and sorting <laughs> that kind of stuff out so um, I don't think many people are I think yes. people do it if they have to, but um, anyway, so our, our portfolio takes about an hour a month to run, um, which is say predominantly accounting and the occasional email, um, but the rest of it is is just free time for us. One hour a month. One hour a month. What do you think? In fact, it's me working one hour a yeah, month. Yeah, in fact, you I don't, don't have to do you it. You don't do anything. <laughs> so type type yes if you'd like your wife to work one hour a month while you go off and play golf or something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not that you play golf, you do other no, things. No, no. Uh, anyway, so we spend our days uh, doing what we want uh, with each other and yeah. the children. Um, they're at school, fortunately, today, so hooray. Uh, we go to the spa, we have days out, we love reading. Uh, we do that a lot, actually. Um, we like to attend courses uh, in other people's stuff so we can learn more and help mm-hmm. other people. Uh, we have quite a f- number of masterminds that we're in, actually, to help our- ourselves. And uh, again, that really helps other people, too. Uh, and we have just started started um, helping out some charities as well so that was something that we've been wanting mm. to do for a while so we've managed to action that now yeah. and then a couple of days a month um, we spend time helping people become financially free like us because we want to give back and help mm. other people yeah. um, and this is a way that we found to do that so mm. um, here we are yeah <laughs> thank you so today we thought we'd talk about another passive property strategy uh, which is called rent to buy um, so some people have heard of this. It's a very interesting thing to be doing. Uh, we're doing it ourselves. So just to explain what it is, um, it's helping people who can't get onto the property ladder to buy their own property. Um, for some reason, they, they can't get a mortgage. They haven't got the deposit. They haven't got the income to prove. Um, but they can rent your property with the aim of buying after a certain period of time. Um, they pay the rent as normal. And they also pay a monthly top up, um, which covers about 10% of the deposit by the time they've got to the point where they're going to buy it in kind of about five to seven years. So it's kind of a forced saving program, which mm. helps people out quite a lot. Uh, so why is it good for you as a landlord? Um, the main thing is that there, there's way less chance that they won't pay the rent um, because they've got a buyer ment- they've got a buyer mentality rather than the renter's mentality. So um, because these guys have signed a contract and they're obviously hoping to buy this property, they've, they've gone into it thinking they're going to buy it so they're going to work really hard to you know keep paying the rent even when you know necessarily their income isn't quite as high as it was previously which obviously some people have got that situation at the moment but they're really going to prioritize their rent over other things like sofas and motorbikes and stuff (laughs) so they can buy it um 
So, and they also cover the maintenance costs. And that is a, a really big one because, you know, particularly with the smaller property, maintenance costs can really add up. Mm. Um, a massive chunk of your, um, your rent can get eaten by maintenance without, you know, much going wrong with the property. Um, and so that makes a real difference that they're liable for that, not you. Um, so part of our property is rent to buy. Uh, it's very passive. It's mm. even more passive than um, buy to let because theoretically, say the boiler breaks, it's not your problem. So they shouldn't even be calling you. They've mm. got to fix it. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, literally all you're doing is effectively inspecting and making sure that the rent comes in. Um, so it's a really awesome uh, strategy. So again, you know, provider, you've got to make sure you're buying the right kind of property. Um, again, with every kind of investing strategy, you've got to analyze the numbers correctly. You need, you can't just kind of like think, oh, anything's going to work as an investment property. It's not the case. Um, you know, you can get away with a lot, but not everything. And um, very important with rent to buy is you must have the correct contracts in place. You can't just use a standard contract for a rent to buy um, because it's slightly more complicated than that. And that's something that obviously, you know, we understand and yeah. can teach people about as well. Mm. Okay, so um, so that you know that's that's one of the things that we do. Um, uh, oh, thank you. Someone says we did a good description of rent to buy. Mm. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about commercial property. So commercial property, uh, you know, what is it? Basically, it's 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 basically any property that's not a residential property. Yeah. So, you know, examples could be you know a shop, a warehouse, um, some some you know something like that. Prison, a nursing home. <laughs> nursing home, yeah. <laughs> a bed and breakfast, a hotel. Um, industrial unit. Industrial unit, yeah. So mm -hmm. there's, there's... Anything, any, really. Anything that you, you're basically not not living in. Uh, now, you know, why why is it good? So why might you want to do commercial property? Well, you know, one thing is the the lease length. So when you when you have a residential um, tenant, usually it's just six months. Mm -hmm. So it's quite, quite short. Yeah. Um, but on average, you know, Tenants tend to stay for at least 18 months. That's what yeah. we've found. And we've had tenants for I don't know, 14, 14 years, 14 years yeah. some of our smaller houses. Some of that comes down to what you buy. Yeah. Sometimes it's just luck as well. But buying a really good buying family the right property, house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, com so commercial. Sorry. Um, on a commercial. On a tangent, yeah. Anyway, so, um, so with commercial property, you know, instead of having a six-month um, AST, so a sort of contract with your tenant, you could have 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. You know, mm. I know someone that's had 25 years on um, one of their tenants. Um, so, uh, you know, so, that, so that's, that's amazing. So once, once they're in, you know, that's it. They're in, um, <laughs> which is great. And the other thing is, you know, they might refurb your properties. So, um, you know, one of our properties has been, um, commercial properties has been refurbed by the tenant. And, and you know, and that tenant might spend £100,000 doing mm. up your property. They're not going to um, want to leave next no. week, are they? Once, once they spend all that money, then yeah. they don't want to leave. And especially if they were some kind of, um, you know, specialist area like a dentist or something like yeah. that, where they want to lead line walls and put in specialist equipments and so on that they can't easily yeah. take out. Um, or, you know, or restaurants where they're going to fit all this new equipment and, mm -hmm. and so on. Um, and these are things that are kind of like fixed inside. Then they they want to stay a long time. Yeah. Know? They don't want to leave straight yeah, away. Yeah, it's advantageous for them yeah. to have a long contract as well as you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, there are other there are other benefits um, for the landlord in that um, 
it's a faster eviction process to yeah. get a get a commercial tenant out mm-hmm. than residential world. Yeah, they have way re- less rights if yeah. they don't do what they say on the tin. Yeah, yeah. So mm. whereas residential tenants are highly regulated um, in the commercial um, world, there are very few um, there's very few protections for tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, you there are also um, circumstances where depending on the lease that you have that you can have a a type of lease it's called a fully repairing and insuring lease which means that the tenant is responsible for all maintenance Mm. so um it's possible to to have a lease like that um not every lease will be like that but it is possible to do that or it could be to have it say share if you've got Mm. multiple tenants it could be a share of all of the costs of maintenance so that's another virtual fri yeah it's like a virtual fri so Mm. yeah so um that's also another another great benefit Mm -hmm. another one is tax-free allowances in the form of capital allowances Mm -hmm. um so not everybody knows that but um you can get you know you can get quite substantial tax-free amounts Mm -hmm. and we have some capital allowances don't we Um, so let me share let me share one of our properties um so we have a uh, a commercial property with a five with two tenants in it five and ten year lease um mm-hmm. we bought it for um three hundred and twenty thousand pounds mm-hmm. and it provides a ten percent yield which is it pays thirty two thousand pounds a year mm-hmm. so who would like thirty two thousand pounds a year does that sound does that sound interesting? Well, that's in enough deal. for a lot of people to become financially free. It, it could be. Mm. Could thirty two thousand a year get you out of your job? This yeah. one deal, uh, maybe. That's, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot better than zero point one percent interest, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, now we have mortgaged it, so, yeah. so we, that, that's the kind of basic. That figures. would be if you bought it in cash, you would get thirty two thousand a year. Yeah. Okay. So if you parted with three hundred and twenty thousand, but most people don't have three hundred and twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're gonna you have use a mortgage instead. Mm-hmm. So we do have a mortgage on this property, um, and after you know after the deposit, after the um, the legal fees and the stamp duty and all those other little costs, we we the cash that we put into it is one hundred and eighteen thousand pounds one one eight. So the return on cash that we're getting is ten point eight percent. So nearly 11%. Mm. Oh, yeah, someone said they could suffer with 32,000. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, we're, getting, we're getting nearly 11% on that money. So that's mm. not bad at all. Not bad yeah. at all. Um, and, you know, commercial could be very little work. So basically, you know, if someone signed a five or 10-year lease, then you could just come back in 10 years' time mm. and just check. Does it look all right? Yeah, great. Do you want to yeah. sign it? Do you want to extend your lease? Great. Okay, Let's fantastic. do another ten years. Yeah. <laughs> as simple as that. So, um, you know, commercial can be, you know, a very great strategy for the passive investor. Um, but you know, of course, commercial is very complicated. So, mm. if you if you know nothing about commercial, um, what you soon discover as you start getting looking more and more at it is um, it's a completely different language. Mm. There are so many concepts that you've never even heard of before. Yeah. Um, you know, all these terms that you have to be aware of in the lease that you, you again, you've, you've never seen them before. You don't know what they're like. And it, it's almost like you've taken residential property and just turned it on its head. And yeah. everything is the opposite. Yeah, the maths is, the maths is opposite. reversed. Yeah, everything's yeah. reversed. The way you calculate whether it's a good deal or not is reversed. Um, the terms of the, you know, the contract are, are nowhere near the same as a, a residential contract. Mm. So you have to learn so much to be able to make that jump. You just mm. can't go straight from resi to commercial and assume everything's the same because it's not, yeah. you're going to get burned. Very steep learning curve. <laughs> Very steep learning curve. <laughs> yeah. um, and you need a completely different power team as well because, mm. you know, the resi people generally 
don't deal with commercial properties no. or they do but it's such a sideline that you know yeah, it's going to be a mistake um so yeah you need a totally power team. totally different power team as yes. well so it's really you know it's really easy to make an expensive mistake if you don't know what you're doing um so anyway who likes the sound of commercial <laughs> we do it's complicated do. but complicated great. but it's good yeah it's good we like it we like it um so and, and as i said plus you've you know if, if they're available, you've got these capital allowances, which are mm. tax free. So um, you can take advantage of that uh, and write that off against your income. Mm. Um, so let's talk about raising private finance. So mm. what is what is raising private finance? It's basically getting somebody else to lend you the money mm-hmm. and then you can use that to go and buy a property. Yeah. Um, so does anyone like the sound of that? Yeah. Would anyone like somebody to give them some money to go and buy some property? Seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so you know, we've we've had um, you know a number of private investors lend us money, mm-hmm. um, and you know they get a, a, a good payback afterwards for mm-hmm. that for that privilege. And you know, many of our investors are um, ongoing investors, mm-hmm. so they're not they're not doing it for one deal; they're just staying in. Um, yeah, and it's much receiving, receiving money, um, yeah. you know, annually. Um, so for them, it's very passive. For mm. them, it's very passive. But we've done it both ways. So mm. both we've had we have investors that invest in us, um, and we also lend out on developments as well. Yeah. So you know, we've, we've, we do it from both sides, mm-hmm. um, which works very nicely. Um, and you know, if you if you do have a big chunk of money and you decide to lend out again, you need to know exactly safe way to do these kinds of things yes you know you can make you know big chunks of money so we've (laughs) we've done a number of a number of uh um, a number of deals where we've lent lent money out Mm -hmm. and you know we've made over say 50 grand or or, Mm. or more you know um you know in one deal so it's it's possible to do stuff like that Mm. um but you know you need to do your numbers correctly so that's that's the main thing. You need to you know you need to make sure you've got enough profit and you need to keep the risks low because you know if someone's going to lend you their money, you need to make sure that it is safe because it's you know it's your it's your reputation on the line. Yeah. Um so you you can't just assume that you're getting the money and if it fails, it fails. That's that's definitely no, not you need to go attitude. into it knowing you're gonna be paying it back or you have exactly. some other means of doing it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um you also need to follow FCA regulations, you don't fall foul of the law. Because, you know, not everyone realises you just can't just offer joint ventures to everyone. You're no. just not allowed to do that. Um, you know, there's also a model called the trust model. And, you know, that's important um, to become successful mm. at um, raising money. Just going so, around to a network meeting going, can you lend me some money? Yeah, it's not going to work. Not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, people ask us, is it really possible to do this kind of stuff is it possible to build a, a passive property portfolio we made that sound really complicated to say passive property it's, it's like a tongue portfolio. twister isn't it <laughs> so there's a great um tony robbins quote by uh which is success leaves clues and what he means by that is if you really want, want something um the quickest way to achieve it and the best way to achieve it is to model somebody who's already achieved the result that you wanted to achieve to, to achieve rather than just kind of like breaking ground through the jungle on your own if you follow somebody who's already done it mm-hmm. it's way less work and you're less likely to mess it up and we don't you know we've made plenty of mistakes over the years but the fewer you can make the less money you lose so exactly. uh, that's exactly. what we try and do don't yes. we we follow people who've done things before is it possible to go from nothing to a millionaire yes we've done it mm-hmm. and we spoke to so, other people who have as well from debt to millionaire debt to millionaire <laughs> yeah exactly and is it possible to achieve financial freedom um if you want to quit your job and you want to start living the life exactly the way you want um is it possible yes uh, we did it 
Um, we became financially free when I was 39. I'm 42 now. Mm-hmm. So in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. been a few years living in financial freedom now and yeah. we're still going. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like we achieved it one day and oh no, mm. we've, we've had to go back and get a job job. Um, fortunately not. But we could have, we could have retired about 10 years earlier if we, yeah. if we'd have known, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of our other courses, um, if we'd have done that course, we would have been free 10 years early. Yeah. At least, at least. um, so you know, you don't live, know what you don't know at the time. No, I know. <laughs> so you know, is it possible to only need to work one hour a month to keep your portfolio ticking along? And the answer is yes, because that's what we do. Um, so you know, we spend every day, you know, with each other, mm-hmm. Sarah and I, um, with our. With Fortunately, our, we get along very yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. There's no no fighting um, with our with our children when they're when they're around. And, um, you know, just doing doing things we love with our free time. So that's mm. how we, you know, how we spend our days. Um, mm. So, but, you know, you, you can only get that kind of financial security and freedom, you know, if you choose the right strategies and if you set everything up correctly. Yeah. Um, which most people don't do. They just go into it blindly, no plan, no thought about what's the end goal, what's what's this portfolio mm, need to What am I going to have to do like? every day to keep this yeah, ticking along? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to be mm. doing that for the rest of your life? Or have you accidentally created a job out yeah. of your property investing? That, and many people have. Yeah, we spoke to a lot of people who've done that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I want to get out of my job. Oh, no, I've made another job. And it's much job. worse. It's worse, yeah, because they're now cleaning toilets and stuff. And it's just like, oh, oh my God. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many times I've been, in, you know, met with someone and they've had a phone call and they said, oh, I've got to now drive two or three hours to go and sort out this problem. It's like, yeah. well, I don't have that problem, no. you know, because of the way we've set everything up. Um, so what we've done is, um, you know, because people need people need more help. They need step by step instructions um, yeah. to avoid, you know, the 16 years of mistakes that we made. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy to admit those. Um, so what we've done is we put together detailed step-by-step instructions for all of these all of these passive property investing strategies that we've we've talked about over the last three days, mm-hmm. um, uh, including raising finance and including lending money back out as well. So yeah. both sides, um, and it's two full days of content. Mm-hmm. And this is not this is not an upsell to another course. This is everything you need to know yes. to do it. So we, there's no fluff. All fluff is gone. Yep. Pure facts, step by step very instructional spreadsheets um, spreadsheets downloads yeah. all that kind of thing just you know tells you what to do so um what what, what it covers because that's you know what does it cover yes so the passive property masterclass covers you know what what type of property to buy what locations to invest in how to buy below market value so how to find those properties mm-hmm. what to look for when you're viewing a property yeah um so you know looking for the things that will be costly so estimating that that yeah refurbishment cost um how to do buy refurbish refinance Mm -hmm. how to do um property strategies such as buy to let renting to local housing authority tenants rent to buy commercial property uh lending and lending to other investors uh, on property development how to raise private finance using other people's money how to make money lending to other people as well how to do all these things safely yeah very important um we talk to you we teach you about setting up your power team Mm -hmm. using our power team if you want um property tax so what costs you can allocate to your property business because not everyone claims everything they could claim um, which they're eligible to Mm -hmm. so um we have a uh, an accountant that's giving that presentation Mm -hmm. uh we talk about capital allowances and we have a a capital allowances expert talking about that too so Mm -hmm. how to get tax-free income from Mm -hmm. from this expert um how to use your property uh sorry how to use your pension 
for property mm. investing. So using a SIP or a SAS pension. Again, we have a, an expert on that um, who's presenting on, on, on SIP and SAS. And how much does it cost? Woo! Um, so the cost <laughs> is £1,199, which, you know, for two days is pretty reasonable yeah. um, when you compare it to other products in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it's going to help you to avoid the costly mistakes that we made yeah, when, when, when we started, it'll save investing. you that so quickly and speed. Yeah, one one little error. Yeah, um, and that'll be gone. Yeah. So yeah, if you exactly. can just take one thing out of it, which you know you will, thousands of, of things. <laughs> yeah. So you'll save money and you'll get there quicker and avoid a lot of mistakes that we make. Yeah. But you know, we we you know, even though that price is still really good value, you know, we want to give you more. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Crazy. So, so if you buy before midnight on Sunday, the 25th of October, so that's in a couple of days' time, yeah. we will give you our other course, which is also two days, Financial Freedom Masterclass for free. So that is also worth £1,198. You're basically yeah. getting two courses for the price of one. Mm. Now, people who did the Financial Freedom Masterclass, and that was just over two weeks ago. Yeah, um, we did it live over Zoom. We, we did it live, and yeah. you can watch the recording, and they mm. saved five times what they paid for the course yeah so imagine if if you if you buy if you buy this course not only are you getting another course for free but you're probably going to make more than five times your money back mm. on average and that's before you even buy a house that's it yeah that's yeah even, that's just in two days <laughs> yeah um and you know we even have videos uh, video testimonials of people telling you that's what they say yeah so you can watch those mm-hmm. um because it's better to hear it from them than, than yeah. hear it from us um so we know it's awesome. We know it's awesome. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the course that would have got us financially free 10 years earlier. Yeah. So if you already have property, that's the one that would, that would get you free quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Financial Freedom Masterclass, it, it helps you to create the plan, create your financial freedom plan, helps you to transform your personal finances. And that's the key part to getting five times your money back. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you to create a you know a millionaire mindset. A lot of people um, have, a, have a poor mindset. They, they want to become millionaires. They want to become financially free but they have a real um, issue with money and they don't mm. feel that they're, they're worthy enough. So it really helps you to, to change your mindset and become mm-hmm. confident. You can become financially free. You could retire early and yeah. it helps you to do that. Mm-hmm. So you can get, just to say again, so you can get both courses mm-hmm. for only £1,199 if you buy before midnight on Sunday, the 25th of October. Mm. So uh, I'll I'll give you the link. So it's mycastleproperty.co.uk forward slash offer Ooh, you're um, gonna put it in the chat type it in the chat box if i can yeah uh, just to say the um ooh. the passive property i can't even say it the passive portfolio <laughs> property property masterclass. masterclass that one the property one um that one is going to be a live zoom uh it's in november so that'll be two days live over zoom so if you can attend that's obviously you're going to get an amazing experience and amazing value but what we're doing is uploading it after the event Mm -hmm. onto an online training platform so although you've if you buy this offer you'll you'll get um the financial freedom masterclass and that that's a recorded one because that's already been in in the past and it's online so you can watch that one but the good thing about this as well is you can watch them over and over again yes because so after the event, I, I spend about a week editing the video and putting it all online. So basically, if, if you see something and you want to repeat a particular module, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can watch the entire thing over again, say, in six months' time, um, just so you can, you know, really get it in your brain. Yes. So it's, we, we've tried to make it as absolutely as awesome as we possibly can. 
and a reasonable price point as we can. So we just want to help as many people as we possibly can. And I think it, it's we really tried to make it a complete no-brainer. Um, go online and have a look, and because it's got all the bump written down. Yeah. So if you know you've missed what we've said, then it tells you everything on there as well. Oh, and also if you're on the live, um, you know, bring your partner. Yes, that's an okay additional that. advantage as well. Mm -hmm. um, in this world, post-COVID Zoom world, where yeah. we're all remote and online. So if, if you know, it, it's no extra money to bring a partner with you and you can both sit and learn at the same time. Yeah, and it's certainly, it's a good idea. You know, we've, we've tried to do many of the courses that we've been on before together. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, thanks very much for watching. Okay. All right. See you later. See you. Bye. Bye.